Do you believe in yourself enough to step out and be unapologetically yourself? If so, why are you hesitating to share your message, to share your gifts with the world? Today on the podcast, I am talking to Matt Allen, who is known as the Content King. But today we're talking a lot deeper than just content. We're talking about purpose and who we are and how we need to believe it first and then become it. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to the Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach people across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my desire is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Hey friend, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea. I am your host. I am so glad that you're joining me today. You are in for a treat today because I am chatting with Matthew Allen, who is known as the Content King. But my friend, this conversation is so life-giving. It is everything you can imagine talking about with your business bestie. And Matt is one of those individuals who truly has a depth beyond his years and is really made for so much good in the world. And he's going to share with you not only his zone of genius and what he's really good at, but he's going to share with you some of the life lessons that he's learned along the way. And we get into some really deep topics all around identity and how we need to believe it first in order to become it. And if there is anything that I would love for you to take away from this podcast, it is that absolutely anything is possible for you. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, it it doesn't really start like I normally start a podcast. In fact, Matt was playing guitar when we first started, but unfortunately, the audio was not great. So we had to cut that part out. But man, I wish you could have heard him play. I guess we'll just have to save that one for another episode. But here is our conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I've had, uh, yeah, I, I've had this story where uh, I was at a bar in Boston and uh, this was years ago when I lived in New York, um, but my brother was dating a girl in Boston. We went out to a bar, had a bunch of drinks. There was a band there, yeah, really great band. And they went on intermission. I was like, I should see if I can play a song, The General by Dispatch. And um, I'm like, you know, not a great singer. Um, it's kind of a tough song to play the intro, especially. And I've never sung in front of anyone, but I was like, I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? And of course, the friends are like, yeah, you should definitely do it. Ask the lead singer. And he's like, yeah, what key is the song? And I'm like, I'm not really sure. He's like, uh, and I was like, let me play it for you and see, you know, you could tell me. And then so I like do the intro, like do 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 And he's like, all right, yeah, go ahead, play it. And uh, I was freaking out. I went up there, played the intro, kind of stumbled over it, started singing, was forgetting the words. I've never sung into a mic and played before. So I kept like looking down, you know, at the guitar, moving my mouth away from the mic. 
about two thirds way through it, people started booing me. And yeah, like forgot the words. And I was like, okay. And I took the guitar off and like ran away. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I'm just like, I know just that I, gonna, I know I was going to wake up in the morning and be like, I should have done it. I should have at least asked. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't like this is how I live my life. I don't want to wake up and be like, oh no, I should have like all these should have and what if. So I'm like, I'd rather look stupid in front of people. I'll never see these people again. Like who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have a story for you. Yeah. Now, like, That's, okay. So well, I've been singing for, you know, years, right? Like I've been singing since I was a kid, took mm-hmm. lessons, went to college, got a music degree. Um, like I have sung professionally for all sorts of things, right? So my uncle, I don't know if you know this, my uncle is actually a, was a professional hockey player and coach. Mm. So he has like three Stanley Cup rings, coach for Calgary when yeah. they won the Stanley Cup. And anyways, he up until very recently was working for National Predators and he was the commentary for um, Fox for sports. Okay. And so anyways, for years, they were there like about 20 plus years. I lived in Memphis um, during some of that time. So I went to go visit them and I would often go to hockey games with them. And it was so fun because of course, like they know everybody and everybody knows them. And um, it's my aunt and uncle. Their kids have long been like left the house. They're older kids, all that stuff. And um, my aunt's like, we got to get you to sing in front of people. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, right? And meanwhile... My aunt concocts this crazy idea that after one of the games, we're going to go across the street to Tootsie's, which is one of the bars downtown Nashville, right across the street from the um, the arena. And they're going to get me to sing at Tootsie's for the karaoke. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding. And I'm kind of like a really reserved, shy person in like in a lot of ways. And so um, we go, my aunt and uncle are there. I'm there. We're sitting there for hours. They put my name in. Of course, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Never being called up. Finally, the president and the owner of the Nashville Predators comes across to the bar and he goes in and he's talking to my uncle and he said, hey, is your niece sung yet? I came across to hear her sing. And he's like, no, we haven't been able to get her up yet. And he goes right over to the bar. And next thing you know, I'm called up. And okay, so now I'm freaking out, right? Because I'm thinking to myself, it's not going to happen. I'm never going up there. I mean, because it's like, you know, a a singer's like kind of fear is actually to have to do it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here and now everybody, I'm going to be exposed either for I'm really good or I'm really bad. Yeah. So I get up there and I'm like, I don't even really know country songs. So I just choose a song that I I did know. And the whole crowd is just like stunned. Like, <laughs> and next thing you know, the guy who's at the karaoke, he leans over and he says, uh, you want to stay up for another one? Nice. And I ended up singing three songs that wow. night and had like this incredible experience. And it was interesting to me because it was all because of the fact that someone believed in me that I could do it. And, and I was like, yeah, like I can do it. But I was so scared. I was just like standing there. So it's so interesting to me because you have a story where you're like, I'm just going to do it. I, I'm going to go, go ahead. And here I was gifted to do it and was hesitant mm. to step out. Why do you think people are hesitant to share their message with, with 
with the world? Why do you think they're hesitant to share their zone of genius? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think because, well, I mean, it's right. There's that fear and we don't want to be outcasted from society. We have this need to be liked by people. Um, and I would probably liken it to all of our childhoods. At yeah. some point you were told, don't do this. Don't be this way. Don't stand out too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, I've been doing some inner child work lately yeah. and I've been talking to that young boy and my parents were super supportive, but almost in like, we just want you to be happy. And what I actually didn't receive and what I wanted uh, and I've been like, what did he want to hear from my parents? What would he have asked my parents? And I wanted them to tell me like, instead of just be happy, I wanted to push me a little more and be like, don't just be happy. Like, Matt, go fucking crazy. Like, mm. go nuts. I want to see how crazy you can get. How creative can you be? Like, I want you to push. And I think that's what that version of Matt always wanted because um, in, in this work that I've been doing, I've noticed like, oh, what I really want is like my parents say they're proud of me. I know they are. Mm-hmm. But I still want to prove to them like how great I can be. Same. And then there was this like there, there's this version of Matt as a kid who wanted that, but at the same time was kind of scared to stand out. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think I just wanted that for my parents to be like, just go nuts. And I think that's what, and then in ta- and then in having my younger self talk to me now, it's like, he'd be so proud of, of those moments of the bar of just like not being afraid to be seen, not being afraid to look stupid and just go crazy and letting go of the, that need to be liked. And, so I get, you know, I think the answer is it's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but just all the unlearning and and learning now how to be yourself and be unapologetically yourself and know that, like, not everyone's going to like you. That's awesome. So let's just be fully ourselves. And I, I have many stories. This has been, like, the biggest work in progress for me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just gets to be a practice of of being yourself, like, right away in front of anyone. Yeah. You know, I like I totally resonate because there's something about even just doing my own inner child healing too. things that have come up lately for me, even though I, I resonate with your story, like my parents are very proud of me in the sense like that they've always I've always accomplished things and I've, I'm the kid who did the right thing, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. But I think there's part of me that wants to shine beyond the thing that I'm, I don't may say I'm good at, but like shine for who I am. And, um, and I, I always am looking for that, like validation from them, like, keep going, do this. This is your thing. Yeah. It's almost like in my mind, I want that so much for them to be like, we believe in you, like, go for it. And yeah. um, like, Matt, I'm like a year and a half away maybe not even a year and a half from 50. Like, (laughs) well, I never would have known. Is that like, like, you know what I mean? Like I am so close and it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, it doesn't always just go away. It's an unfolding process of like wanting that and needing that and stepping into your own like power with it. Mm. And, you know, like you're saying, fuck it. Like who cares what they're saying and who cares what, what people think just do the thing which I love I think that's why I'm drawn to people like you because I it's kind of like that very energy that I want 
like mm-hmm. that I want to create in myself that I want. And I know it's there, but I'm hesitant to like let it out, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just recorded a podcast last night on this. I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, and it comes kind of from one of my clients in this conversation we've been having who she's she's got a great mindset um, and she knows all the things. But what I'm realizing, I'm like, yeah, but you don't believe it. And you said, like, I know, right? And like this whole conversation, I'm sure your audience would agree. Like we know that the world is working for us. Like things yeah. are happening for us, not to us, right? Yeah. I know that. But I don't think a lot of us believe it. And I think there's a big difference of like- 100%. Like I know all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, um, really trying to embody. It. And I think this is what I what I recorded last night. It's like, this is the practice we get to do and practicing believing it, not just yes. knowing it, but really believing it and trusting it and building this trust and like building this trust in ourselves so that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I, I know I'm supposed to trust myself. I, I know what's best for me, <laughs> but we still go ask for validation. Yeah. And what I, what I see is that if you, the way you can tell that you just kind of know something, but you don't fully believe it is that when like, let's say, right. I know, I know I'm worthy. But then let's mm-hmm. say you're going to go like launch, right? As an entrepreneur, you're going to launch your product. You want 10 signups. I know I'm worthy of making 10K this month, whatever it is. But then you start getting on sales calls. And let's say you get three no's. All of a sudden, those no's start to have you doubt yourself. Yeah. Now you're letting these external circumstances dictate the belief in yourself. So you don't really trust yourself. You don't really feel worthy because you're letting external circumstances dictate how you feel rather than if you fully believed that you can trust yourself that you know your truth yes you know then those things wouldn't matter it's like cool i'll just get on the next sales call it doesn't affect us as much now this is like the practice this is the work in progress that we're always that i'm always trying to work on and i find that all these little things the more i practice this don't bother me so much and then mm-hmm. i'm dealing with maybe higher level problems but it's like yeah people you know if i'm not getting on if I'm getting no's on sales calls, let's say, for instance, it doesn't affect me very much. I'm just like, yeah. cool, whatever. This is in service of me. I'm learning something through this call. That person probably wasn't a good fit. They have their own lessons to learn. Awesome. We'll get on the next one. Yeah. And I I, I totally agree because like we can, it's the embodiment part of this process that I think we're all really striving to like have happen Mm -hmm. because like you said you know you can recognize your gifts you can recognize your strengths you can see like this is the thing i'm really good at i can even share it with people but to my core do i believe it to be true Mm -hmm. and i think i want to ask you a question and then i'm going to also respond this Mm -hmm. is definitely not normally how i record the podcast i love it fyi so we're we're going rogue today (laughs) we're going off script. Um, But if I was to ask you one thing in your life that you 100% know that you know that you know to believe to be true about yourself, what would you say that is? Wow. I got to answer that on the spot. Maybe like, you know, you know, it's true. You like, know know it's it's true. true. Um, Like, I would say like, First thing that comes to mind is like, I know I'm an athlete. Okay. Like, go, I, go deeper. What, like, what about it? 
Uh, so when I say that, I know like, okay, like I'm, I don't play soccer, but my friend was like, come play soccer. I was like, cool. I know that I can keep up and like, I don't have the best footwork. I made a bunch of mistakes or people way better than me, but like, I don't look dumb. I like can handle myself. If somebody out here in Colorado is like, let's go climb a 14 er you know, these high mm -hmm. mountains. I'm like, cool. I know I can handle it. You know, I'm in shape. I'm not worried about being like last. So no matter where I'm at, or like even my friends taking jujitsu, I've never done jujitsu. I've never wrestled. I'm not a fighter. Um, but I, I can, I'm sure I'll be a little nervous, but I am also at the same time comfortable to be like, I know I'll figure it out. Like I'm athletic. I'm an athlete. I, I will, it's obviously going to be new, but like, I'm going to have fun with it. I get to learn this new skill. So like, I'm very comfortable in those situations. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So let's go deeper, right? So you're comfortable in those situations. Why are you comfortable? What about you makes you comfortable to be in those situations and physically show up for yourself? Uh, I've been getting the reps in my entire life. I've been playing sports my whole life. I've been working out since I was 14. Um, it's, a, it's who I am. Like, that's what it is, right? It's that belief of like, Al Tremosi has the quote. Uh, it's like, screaming affirmations in the mirror isn't what builds confidence. It's building the undeniable evidence that you are who you say you are. Yeah. So, you know, last last September, I ran my first ultra marathon, 40 mile trail run from Crested Butte, Colorado to Aspen, Colorado. Yeah. And I was talking about this again last night in the podcast. It is like, okay, I've never run an ultra marathon, but what do I do the moment I sign up? I am an ultra marathon runner. I just, that's who I am. I just say it, right? And then there's no doubt so that when I wake up in the morning, I think this is where people struggle. Is like when I wake up in the morning, ah, this is hard. I'm not really a runner. Like, especially an ultra, this is going to be scary. It's like those thoughts don't enter my mind. I am an ultra runner. So I get up and I run my eight, 10 miles that day. On the weekends when I'm doing my 20 plus mile training runs, like there's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to do this thing. So and, I, and I'm aware of this too. I like, this is what I practice for like using these mantras to fully the, the practice, right? Of believing. And I think mm -hmm. it comes easy for me with running, for example, because I, I've already built the foundation of like, I'm an athlete. So this is just the next thing. Yeah. And the belief in your, your capacity to hold that for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, yeah, because you're like, you're you're saying I, I can run, but I can also climb a mountain and I can also, you know, do martial arts and I can also and it's like you you trust that you're going to be able to handle it. You trust in your own ability to do that, but also your capacity to grow and learn in it and through it and to show up in it no matter what. And it's kind of, it's like it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, you have somebody come to, you know, something new that they're doing. And you can tell the people are like, ah, no way, you know, versus somebody who's like, yeah, no, I got this. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I've got this. Yeah, I, that's what it is, is this capacity for learning, which, again, kind of developing and just seeing over time where I'm like, so I'll give you two examples. Uh, my girlfriend and I are going to a dog trainer and there's part of me that's the first few times was nervous because I'm like, we're learning how to use the e-collar you know, he's going to show us and then we're going to have to do it. And I'm like, oh God, I'm going to make a fool of myself. But I just have this like reframe of like, 
I am not supposed to be good at this. That's hence why I'm seeing a dog trainer to teach me how to do <laughs> this. Right. So like, yeah. this is so exciting that I get to learn a new skill. And now I'll forever know how to train the next dog and the next dog and, you know, help, maybe help with other people's dogs. And two summers ago, I was um, going to do my first triathlon, which didn't end up doing because I cut my foot open on the beach two weeks before. But anyway, um, never been a swimmer. Suck at swimming. I, mean, I always swam with my head up, you know, flailing around. And so I had to learn how to like put my head in and breathe every three strokes and that whole thing. And it was so hard. And the first day I could barely make it to the end of the pool without being like, <gasps> and like, I can't figure out the breathing and I'm like freaking out. And, uh, but then the, the second day of swimming, I could do it. I could do there and back 50 meters. And then the third day I could do a hundred. And then, the, and I'm like, look at the exponential growth. I'm like, how fun is it to learn a new skill and be in this beginner phase because in the beginner phase, there's the growth is so fast. And isn't that so fun rather than being like, who's watching me looking around, look so dumb. I'm like, I don't give a shit about yeah. anyone else. I yeah. get to enjoy this process of learning. So yeah, it's like with every new thing, I'm like, who, no one taught me how to swim. No one taught me how to train a dog. Why should I be expected to be good at this? I get to enjoy the process of learning. How fun. Yeah. See, I love that because like all of a sudden it's like these things are emerging about who you are innately, you know, versus just, you know, like the thing you know to know to be true. And I think that's like if what if we leaned into that more, you know, like what if we were like, OK, I can learn anything. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely learn anything that's put in front of me and have fun doing it and trust myself that I can learn that. Yeah, and we can if we choose to, right? Like you're yeah. a mindset coach, right? It's all this language and our thoughts where um, I suck at sales calls. Okay, that thought mm -hmm. does not serve you if you mm -hmm. want to be good at sales calls. Because always, mm -hmm. I ask my clients or I ask friends, you know, it's like I suck at whatever. Or I suck at running. I'm like, okay, do you want to be good at running? And if they're like, no, then I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, I don't care. But if you want to be good at running, stop fucking saying that. It's not serving you. Yeah. You know, let's say. I'm a great runner or I'm getting better at running, you know, and, and it just starts there with, with building that belief, right? That's that practice of building that undeniable belief in yourself. And yeah, we can change if we choose to. And like uh, with all my clients too, the or friends or whoever, right. I yeah. just like, they're like, you know, yeah, I suck at this. I'm like, well, if you say so, right. Henry yeah. Ford, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Yeah. So you always say shit. I'm like, if you say so, like, then that's how it will be. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a while for, for people to really get the fact that they can shift that and change that. I, when I was in, in high school, I used to run um, on my own. Like I wasn't in part of the track team or anything, but I wasn't like, I didn't think I was a great runner and I only just kind of did it. Like I was like, I feel like I'm being chased. So I'm running. That was like my, my mantra for running. And I used to like literally run to the song, Take On Me. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, yep, <laughs> this is my anthem for high school. Nice. Um, so I go into college and we have this uh, running class. It's like a mandatory running class, which is crazy, right? Wow. Uh, I am so bad at it that I get shin splints every day. And instead of my coach working, you know, through that with me, he let me off and said, okay, we'll go ride the bike. So I rode the bike for months and everyone else ran. And at the end, he made me run the run on the last day oh without ever having trained for it. Thankfully, got paired because we got paired with um, someone like so the girls got paired with a guy who was also in the running class. We had to count laps for that person. 
I thankfully got paired with the best male runner. And he ran his laps and I had to count for him and take his uh, popsicle sticks. That's mm-hmm. how we counted. And then I ran. And it was so bad, Matt, that um, I was dying at the end. Like I was like literally thought this is it. I'm going to die. He ran with me the last few laps just to keep going. And he was also a musician and he was in the music department, which is why I knew him. He was a drummer. And he I remember he was I can't remember his name, but he had long hair, kind of like actually a little bit reminds me of you, a little bit longer hair than you, curly. And he was just running and he was just like talking me through it, talking me through it. For years after that, I, I would never run. I was like, I made the, the decision in my mind, I'm a terrible runner. Um, about a couple of years before I turned 40, a friend of mine approached me and said, I want to run a race. Would you train with me? I was like, heck no, I'm not a good runner. Um, long story short, I did run. In fact, I ran my first 10K about four months later. Nice. Almost 40 years old. But the entire time that was happening, I had to start believing in myself and I had to take one step and I had to do like I I felt like I was literally like, you know, you know, when you hear those people on the treadmill in the gym, they're boom, 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 boom. (laughs) That's how I felt like who I was. Like I was just like running on the, the, the right beside Lake Ontario, downtown Toronto. And I'm, you know, running and everyone's looking at me like I'm the worst runner ever and they can see me how slow I'm going people are walking faster than I'm running um but as time went on and I kept up and I kept doing it I kept doing it I remember one time this guy ran by me and he like literally high-fived me and I remember thinking to myself okay I'm doing it I'm doing it and then I got into an elevator one day and um this guy was he's saying oh are you gonna go out for a run and it was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, why would you know I'm going for a run? I could go f- be going for a walk. <laughs> yeah. And he said, and it was like, almost in that moment, I just like, I decided I'm a runner. Yeah. And I've never, I will, I may never have a really good time. I may walk during every race I ever run in, mm-hmm. but I have decided I'm a runner. Yes. And so when people ask me like, yeah, I go, yeah, I'm a runner. And like, don't ask me to run with you, but (laughs) (laughs) you're going to be sorely disappointed. But I've made the decision. Like, I'm a runner and it doesn't matter how fast I do it. It's for me. I made the decision. This is this is what I want for me. And even just the other day, I went to the gym and I got on the treadmill and I ran again, you know, and I was like, I hadn't run in forever. But it was because in my mind, I was like, I can always restart. I can mm-hmm. always get back on there and restart this process. My body knows how to run. And um, anyways, I just wanted to share that because like, you know, like you said, it's deciding. Mm-hmm. It's deciding who you are. Yeah. 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 I'm wearing this shirt. It says happiness is happiness a choice. Is a ch- yeah. And everything's a choice. We always, this is why I go back to that. Like, is that thought serving you? Then change it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If people like aren't where they want to be. And it's like, well, what you're doing isn't working. And it yeah. could be as simple as starting to change those thoughts because it, it goes back to what I was saying about like believing it. When you believe it, you become it. And when you become it, you do the things that that person does. Yes. And I don't like to say it in like, it's not an order thing. Like you need to start saying it and then start doing the thing. Mm-hmm. But as you do it and, and build that confidence and uh, eventually it just becomes who you are. Right. So, um, yeah, all these things you want. Like, you want to be a runner? You said, I decided. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Rate, rate and I'll there. tell you what, like, thoughts. 
Yeah. And I wasn't a good runner. Like, you know what I mean? Like I legit like was not good. But in my mind, I made the decision. And I remember thinking after I ran that first 10K and it was so cool because my family came out, was at the zoo. And my dad, who is like in his 60s at the time, he's a, a former police officer. He decided to sign up for the 5K. Mm-hmm. And so he ran the 5K when I ran the 10K. And so we have these pictures of us with our little medals beside each other. And then some of our other, my other friends who also ran that day. And it was like this moment. And I will, for, it's like, it feels like as monumental to me as like getting my master's degree <laughs> or when I wrote my book. It's like, because it was, it was something in me ignited and this belief inside of me that anything is possible. And I think sometimes that that's the thing we need in our business. That's the thing we need in our relationships, the thing we need. And it's just like to ignite in us. Anything is possible. Mm-hmm. It's not just knowing it. It's not just understanding that to be true. It's actually believing it for yourself mm-hmm. and be like, whatever I want, whatever, whoever I want to be, that's possible. Yeah. This is why I like doing hard things because again, you just continue to compile that evidence where it's like every time I do a hard thing and I realize I don't die from it and I actually get better from it. Yeah. Then we're just, then like now I'm addicted to doing hard things. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, damn it. Now I got to do it. Right. Like (laughs) getting up and and playing on stage. I keep telling people like, I got to do open mic night at some point. I'm scared. All right. I'm scared. That's why I have to do it. Or even every day with like every day now it's a minimum 15 second cold shower and it used to be hard and I would convince myself from like if I if I'm the person who's always letting my emotions dictate how I want to show up yeah you know then it is going to spill over in other parts of my life so it's like it starts here in the shower not that I shower every morning could be at night whatever but it's just that decision it was like it's 15 seconds I'm not going to die I've done this before yeah it's cold who cares like you get right out but at least 15 seconds and it's just doing these hard things to like, I can do hard things all the time. This is who I am. So mm-hmm. when another hard thing comes up, I'm willing to, I'm more willing to do it because again, it's who I am. And it's only hard for that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it ceases to be hard after you've done it. Yeah. I think I've been talking about this recently and like, I, you know, I rode my bike across America and I, and I had this realization that like, Oh, it was so hard for two weeks. And after two weeks, it kind of just became the thing. I got my legs, as they say, Mm -hmm. and I got used to the heat and the soreness. I just, I was just sore, you know, and it was just waking up, riding my bike, eating food and and finding a place to sleep. And I had that realization. I'm like, oh, this is true in all parts of life that it's at some point there is this breaking point. There's that tipping point. I don't know if that's what Malcolm Gladwell wrote about. I didn't read that mm-hmm. book, but it was, but I realized I'm like, oh, same thing when I started CrossFit. Four months, I, it was weird and awkward. And then after four months, I wasn't great, but I got comfortable with the movements and started to be fun. Uh, it's anything in life, right? Making content. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard until it's not. And that comes with the consistency. And so at some point, there will be a breakthrough, right? And Oftentimes people make up this story in their head like, I've been in business for a year. I should be making 10K months by now. It's like, who fucking told you that? You yeah. have your own lessons to learn. Yeah. Right? Just because exactly. it took someone this amount of time, that's not your path. 
You have your own lessons to learn and your own experiences to go through. And that is what gets to be so fun. But if you stop really stopping and going back, you know, to the things you don't want to do, that's really the only failure. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, there's two options in life. You get what you want or you get the lesson you need. They're both awesome. I oftentimes like the lesson a little bit more because that's going to make me better for the next time I do it. And we get what we want. We just want the next thing anyway. So yeah. um, really just That's like, true. yeah, you just like, just keep going and keep moving through it. At some point it will get easy. I've just been thinking a lot about the lesson that I need lately. Like, I think we've had a conversation about that uh, more recently too. And I, I have been thinking about that for myself over and over again. What does that look like when something challenging comes up? And it's, sometimes it's in business. Sometimes it's just outside of that. It's just, and I think to myself, that didn't go the way I really wanted it to go. And then instead of being like, okay, well, never do that again, or forget that. It's like, what's the lesson here for me? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I need to know about this becoming the person I am, you know? And, and it's not like just, you know, thinking bad things happen because oftentimes, and I've been even thinking about this when it comes to manifestation, um, we plant the seed, right? We have a desire for what we want. We plant the seed. We do the work. Sometimes we even have to go so far as to uproot anything that was kind of standing in the way of where the seed's going to go, right? So we uproot those old thoughts, those old stories. We plant the seed. And then all of a sudden we're in this kind of like in-between zone, mm. you know, no man's land where it's like, seems like nothing's happening. And okay, I'll go out there every day. I'm going to do the run. I'm going to, you know, play the guitar. I'm going to sing. I'm going to do whatever. That's watering. That's like letting the sun shine on it. That's like cultivating the the soil and allowing that to, you know, showing up and doing the content and, you know, like maybe not having a great content day and doing all of those things. But then it feels like nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. But you have to have that time. It's if you don't have that time, you never have a harvest. Mm. And so many people go back and dig up the seed. Well, this isn't happening. I'm making great, con- I think I'm making great to- content, but I'm really feeling like it's not working. So I'm just going to like uproot it all. I'm going to dig the seed back up. Mm. Or I'm going to go for a run, but I'm not really a good runner. So I'm going to, you know, forget it. I'm going to dig the seed up. And all of a sudden, the very thing we desired doesn't have a chance to manifest because in the waiting, we dug it up. Mm. we were impatient, mm-hmm. didn't believe it was going to happen. But the process of sowing and reaping is such that you make sure where the soil is, you, you plant the seed, you cultivate the soil, you let it grow, you allow it to be. Some days it doesn't look like it's going to happen. One day you wake up and you go outside and you have a tomato plant. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, and I think that's where people go wrong. It's where I've gone wrong. It's like this taking too long dig the seed up. Yes. The patience. You said it. Yeah. We'll get impatient. Yeah. This is all tying into what I podcast I recorded last night where, you know, my lessons in these five years of online coaching, probably really my whole life is the patience in the consistency that like, I I liken it to going to the gym or, or playing sports, even like baseball season starting for me. If I'm hitting really well, am I going to change my swing? No. It's going well. I'm ripping doubles, you know, making great contact. It's not a time to go, 
all right, let's keep, you know, let's try this with the elbow, maybe swing harder. And like, yeah, we wouldn't do that in sports, right? If you're like, I, I don't know if you have this with your voice where it's like some days your voice is just sounding oh. really good. It's like, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Don't try mm-hmm. and do all these crazy things. Just go with that flow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of us, like, so we know that outside of business and maybe other parts in life, but we don't apply that to business. We think, oh my God, it's taking too long. Or I, I, I was talking about this last night where it's like my third launch ever, $27,000 and it was amazing. And what did I do after that launch? Okay, everything that worked, I'm going to try Facebook ads. I'm going to try all these new things. And I'm like, and and then it was tough for my next few launches. I'm like, if I just stuck to what was working, probably could have had a $40,000 launch, you know, a bigger launch, bigger launch. And, uh, but no, yeah, I just want to rip out those roots and plant a whole new seed. And it's like, you could have just kept watering the plant that you had, Matt. But we, yeah, we get impatient and we want the new next better thing. And it's like, what if we just like slow down a little bit? You know, I, I, I've been constantly like reminding myself, uh, I'm about to turn 33 mm-hmm. and I'm like, I know what I'm building and I can have a bit more patience to be like, you know, I'm the, the content king. And I'm like, I don't really want to be the content king, but I know that this is the path that 43 year old Matt will look back on and go, I'm glad you had patience. I'm glad you waited, you know, Matt at 43 in a decade. Oh my God. What he's going to be creating is going to be incredible, but we're trying, we're trying to skip all these steps in between, right? Also like another sports example. I'm always like, we want to be like seven times Super Bowl Tom Brady or, you know, Michael Jordan. We want to have the BDN results, but what did those people do? You know, Michael Jordan, shot a thousand free throws after practice and stayed later than everyone. He did all these little things so that he could be Michael Jordan. So he could win all these championships, but we just want to be the championship person. It's like, slow down that like, let's have patience. Let's build that person. Um, And and that's just that constant reminder to myself where um, I actually like, so my word this year was simplicity Mm -hmm. and I don't just get simplicity, right? I get now the opportunity to practice <laughs> simplify, <laughs> simplifying things. Yeah. And, in, and instead of like, so, right, I have this content challenge. I did 150 people show up. It was awesome. And this all ties into this conversation of like, instead of now making things messy, do like trying to do a different launch. It's like, you have a process that works. How can you make it simpler? How can you make it better? Like you can make little tweaks, but don't now go make a new challenge. Like this worked. Yeah. How can you simplify The PowerPoints are done. The emails are written. All this stuff was great. How can you make it even simpler? Right. So yes. now it's my opportunity to practice simplifying this whole process. And, and there's a million directions to go with this. Um, but yeah, we ask for these things and then you don't just get the thing, you get the opportunity to practice that thing or notice those lessons that you get to learn, right? You ask for patience. You don't get patience. You get traffic, long lines at the grocery store, spill coffee on your shirt, like all that stuff. And you get the opportunity now to slow down and be like, all right, it's all good. I'm in traffic. I get to listen to this podcast and enjoy it. That's being a more patient person. Not like the whole world just clears up for you. And in that process, you start to become that person I believe you then get rewarded, right? When I practice the simplification, when I practice being more present, uh, being more grateful for the signups, then then I get 
the signups on top of that. Then I start to earn the money and I start to, uh, you know, get all the things that I asked for. Right. Yeah. But we don't just get them. We got to learn that, those lessons first and practice becoming that person. And I, I, I love how you said B, because I think that's the whole thing, right? It's like in the being of it. Mm hmm. And sometimes you're starting in the smallest part of it in the being, but then you get to grow in it and you get to, it becomes easier to be that person who is able to have that kind of launch or show up in that way. And, you know, but everyone has a place where they have to start embodying it and being that person, you know, however that looks. And, and like, even, you know, um, like I was thinking about the podcast and I've been writing about my business. And I have this whole thing that I'm doing right now where it's like, I really want to joyfully serve in my business in a new way mm. and kind of take a look at not necessarily like how to change things per se, but what if I showed up in a different way? Like, and not showed up as different than myself, but showed up in, in this way of joyfully serving. Like, what would that look like? How would that how would that affect my business? How would that affect my podcast? How would that affect all the things that I'm doing? Um, if I was really, really joyfully serving and showing up in a way that was just so excited to be present in it, and what would be possible for for that? Mm -hmm. And just allowing it almost to like take shape and become maybe something that I've been putting in the wraps for but I wasn't breathing life into. Mm -hmm. It just became something that was monotonous, became something I did. But it's like, <clears throat> now I'm thinking about it. It's like being a singer that's really good, that's afraid to get on stage. Mm. So I can sing all I want behind the scenes and know that I'm good. But it's, what if no one ever hears you? And not everybody has to hear you. That's not the point. But it's like, okay, if you're doing all of that, but then you're not allowing yourself to be seen and you're not allowing yourself to really show up in that, then are you living that to the fullest capacity that it is possible for you to outwork that gift and who you are in that gift? And the thing about when I'm singing, I'm not the best best singer in the world like I wouldn't probably win all the awards I don't know maybe I would <laughs> but the one thing about me that is consistent in my life and also in my singing is my ability to connect mm -hmm. so when I'm working with students and I'm you know we're talking about the song we're talking about like you know the story behind the song and how they're connecting and with the music and how they're connecting with the audience and all that kind of stuff the moment I do stand on the stage and I do turn like turn the switch on, it is incredibly powerful mm -hmm. because of my ability to connect and my ability to share something with someone else and share that story with them and share a feeling in a moment. It's like, whoa. And I find that is what happens in in all the other things I do as well like when I'm really like distilling it down it's like yeah it's my ability to connect and have that moment with somebody they walk away and they're like oh my gosh like I was totally seen like I had a moment with Andrea and and the, and that's what I want people to feel when I'm on stage too yeah is they genuinely had a moment but so often 
I find myself wanting to hide those moments, like pull the moment back. And what if they don't like the moment? And what if it's not enough? And, mm-hmm. you know, like all of those things instead of just really being seen. So you put it in the reps, you do all the work, but then you have to get to that place where you're like, I'm being this person and allowing myself to share it with other people. Yeah, there's so many things that came up, but like, <clears throat> this is what I talk about in people with content, like, and going back to music, we don't all like the best singer. There can only be one best. We don't yeah. all love the best singer, but we love the music that touches our soul, that connects yes. to us. And this is the same thing with content. I'm like, I just want you to show up and and love this. Like, I talk about deeper purpose content and speaking your truth, even educational content, which can maybe be boring, but I'm like, don't you love the work that you do? Are people getting that from you and your content? Or is it like, oh, I have to make marketing. Uh, Here are three ways to blah, blah. And I'm like, get fucking excited about it. You don't have to show up with my energy. Yeah. But show up with the energy that you would be excited to talk to your friend about something, right? Maybe the way you talk to your clients when you're like jazzed up about the thing you're teaching. And if you're not excited about the thing you're teaching, you should probably choose something different, more in alignment because that is it. It is the energy behind it that people are truly connecting with. And, and it's all about connection. And, and, and that's what I really love about like, when I create content, I feel like it's more art to me than it is, you know, marketing. It's like, this is a chance for me to express myself fully Mm -hmm. and create a connection with people. And yeah, I know I'm not going to connect with everyone. That's the point. I don't want to connect with everyone. That's, that's like, (laughs) that's life, right? With dating, I wouldn't just have sex with any woman. I have a type and <laughs> and my girlfriend is my type, which is why I'm dating her. And of course, yeah. she's smart and funny and all the other stuff. Um, <laughs> and it's okay to have a type. So you fully being yourself, just like with your friends, you will attract those types. So it's like, just be yourself, speak from the heart, speak from joy and in your creativity and excitement, and you will start to attract more people. And it's, uh, you know, we if I'm talking about content, like, yeah, we could, you could write a better song, right? You could write better yeah. content, more effective content. But if it's not coming from a place that you're excited about or passionate about, then it's never really going to land. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. And it's a deeper purpose too, right? Like I love how you you know we can connect that. Even like there's there's artists where I they're singing and I'm like I deeply connect to like what they're how they're showing up there's something within them that I'm connecting with there's the lyrics I'm connecting with it just feels so good and they may not even be the best singer you know but there's something about them and I think that as entrepreneurs as coaches it's like we forget that there is something about each of us that is so special that people are going to connect with and are going to love about us and that we're going to bring to the table and show up. And so it's like all of these, like, I mean, I, I do agree. We need strategy. I, I did a reel today that, you know, we should do strategy first. And I, cause I was trying to be polarizing Matt mm-hmm. <laughs> as polarizing as I can be. But um, at the end of the day, if you don't have the mindset to show up in your power, and be in your own power and allow yourself to really truly be seen as that you you all the strategy in the world and you're just going to get to the same result mm-hmm. you know it's just going to be like okay this is not happening but until you allow yourself to actually be seen for who you are and allow yourself to really be in your deeper purpose for whatever you're doing then use the strategy that yeah. 
plus strategy is going to be like the key to, you know, building something you really, really love and also something that's successful. And but I, I'm finding so often people are just looking for the strategy. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. I'm not doing that right. It's like, OK, like, are you having fun? <laughs> Yes. Do you totally. even like this? <laughs> yeah. Fun is Do you the want point. to be doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun is the point. Connection is the point. And like, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you with what you're saying. And also like, we have been so effed in our life by all this, how we're supposed to be and all mm-hmm. this fear. And I think if we're talking about content or just creating in general, like part of the creating is figuring out people talk about be more authentic it's like, well, I don't know what my most authentic self is because, yeah, we've been so screwed by all this, like who we're supposed to be. So part of the content is like you get to uncover who that truest version of yourself is. I know mm-hmm. it's been true for me. And uh, and the more I tell my story and share with people, uh, the more I really start to uncover that. Like I know that I can – the camera goes on and I start to get like this and I'm like, oh, my God. And it's like really excitable and a lot of energy. And I'm like, I am actually practicing – I'm like, because I've been talking to my friends about this, he's like, you know, all your, like a lot of your content and I make some emotional content, but he's like, a lot of your content, (laughs) it's very like, ah, and I'm like, and he's like, but we're talking right now and you're very like calm and, you know, you're speaking a bit slower and not as loud. And he's like, where is that version of Matt? I'm like, oh man, that's so true. Because yeah, for me, I'm the opposite. The camera comes on and I go crazy rather than the camera comes on and I'm like kind of shy. I'd go the opposite way. So I'm like, where's the middle ground where I can just like be kind of normal Matt the way I'm talking right now uh, rather than I got 90 seconds uh, in a reel. And we're going to like get all excited. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm like still kind of figuring it out too. And and it just so gets So let me ask you like, why, why is it, why are you hesitating and being softer, softer Matt? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about this. I, I It's not that I'm hesitant. Like I'm actively trying to yeah. be softer and like I was Mondays are my content day. So yesterday I'm making content. I'm batch recording reels. And I started out very calm. And then like even in one reel, it's like I'm chill. Like, all right, guys, here are three ways to like, you know, super chill. And then like 40 seconds later on my neck, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like this again. <laughs> and I don't know. I Maybe it's what I, I love what I do. It's yeah. who I am. Like I am the person that if we're at a party, if there's a lull conversation, like I'll be the guy to ask the question. I'll be the guy to, you know, whatever sparks some excitement in the room. And, and it's just who I am. I love, I love being that guy. It's not a burden. I don't feel like, Oh no, it's on me now. I'm like, I love yeah. to be that guy. So I think it just kind of shows up that way. And so I don't know. It's like, I don't, none of it's wrong. I'm just like playing with it. Mm-hmm. And I even did one of these reels and, and I, uh, I have an editor now and he sent it back to me and I'm like, this reel is so slow. I'm like, what? Like, did you edit it differently? And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm just speaking slower and it feels <laughs> so slow. And I'm like, get to the point, Matt. But I'm like, I'm not used to seeing myself, you know, slow down a bit in the inside of content. So yeah, it, it was funny, but it's like, what? I, I'm just playing in it. And, it. and again, it gets to be fun. It gets to be this play. Yeah. And yeah, we get to like, I, I really wanted to kind of talk about this connection too of like, you've said it so much and it, and I think this is like this is the whole point of all like why we're here mm-hmm. in in the world you know is to like connect and learn from each other and laugh and and fall in love and share all these moments and you were talking about like the singing and, and I think there can be shame sometimes like 
I have a great voice. I don't need to do this for anyone. I need to do it because like I love myself. And I totally agree with that. That can end a lot of suffering when we just fully love ourselves and we don't care what other people think. And we get to share our gifts. Like this is why we have gifts. This gets to be our point of connection with other people to you've gone through this experience and you get to like share those experiences and be like, here's what I've learned. If you're going through something similar, here's what's worked for me. And people get to play in that and figure out their way of doing it. And yeah, but like, oh, it feels so good when you hear a song that hits your soul. And it's like, if that person never made that song, that would be so devastating because it gave me these warm, fuzzy feelings. It made me feel so good. And and if you were just like, no, I'm just going to do this for me. It's like, yeah, there's part of that. But also like, yes, then put it out because then we get to be connected and, and we get to feel good. And yeah, that's all I want. Like you were talking about like watering the seeds earlier. And part of what I was thinking when you were saying that is like, we love to like just create chaos in our life. And it's like, <laughs> why do we do this? Because don't worry. Yeah. Chaos is going to come no matter what you do. So when things are good, can we just keep watering it? Can we just enjoy the good? And like, why do we want to like, it's part of like the matrix, right? Of like, there has to be struggle in our life, right? Like summer is great because we go through winter. And for those of us in the four seasons part of the yeah. world, um, <laughs> but I, I love summer, but if honestly, if I lived in San Diego or something, I probably wouldn't love it as much. It just kind of becomes the way, but we have these imbalances so that we can really enjoy these good times. And then, yeah, and then they're happening. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we go and mess it up where it's like going back to that. Like if I'm hitting well, don't change it. Just keep hitting well. Mm-hmm. So it's like continue to do the all these things. Um, I'll even I'll just keep going on this riff of like the meditating, the journaling. People start having feeling really good and they stop meditating, they stop journaling. It's yes. like, no, 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 this is what made you feel good. This is doing it. This isn't rehab. This is yeah. actually prehab. Do the thing <laughs> that got you here, right? Yeah. You don't want to go to the physical therapist because your yeah. knees messed up. It's like, no, you should be building strong knees so you'd never have to go to the physical therapist, right? Yes. Similarly, it's like, keep doing the things that got you here. And and again, I, like, I need this reminder constantly where I, again, simplicity. I like to mess things up and I like, <laughs> I'm a manifest generator. I like to create and create and, and do new things and sit behind this desk and make a new landing page and write new emails. And it's like, <laughs> what if I didn't do that? You know, simplify things. And then I'd have more space to maybe sign on more clients, help more people, play more sports, whatever the things that are really providing a lot of joy for me. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, um, to go back to even what you're saying about content and like showing up in, in these, you know, different kind of ways of who you are, like you have the real energetic part of you and then you have the kind of like soft, tender hearted part of you. And I'm sure that that is in some some ways even reserved for like the really special people in your life, too. Like, you know, and the moments you really want to get something across in a certain way. And um just the other day I got on my stories and I was very animated. I was more animated than I usually am. But if you've ever, when I was a pastor, if you've ever heard me preach, you would have seen that side of me. You would have seen that very like challenging side. But then there's a part of me that's kind of like, you know, softer and easier and calmer or whatever. But that's also because of my own journey and, you know, healing and all that kind of stuff too. But I was reminded after that, that both can exist. They can equally exist and because they're both sides of me and they're parts of me that need to come out 
when they need to come out. Mm-hmm. And if I am allowing myself and in and having joy in that journey and just allowing myself to be who I am, they will come out when they need to because they're both me. Yeah. And yeah. and there's no forcing there. It's just enjoyable. It becomes who I am. And I've appreciated you for that reason because you have even reminded me to allow myself to be more to like and I say like I don't I'm not mean like actually be more of but be more of who I am and allow that to to keep coming out and keep you know showing that to the world because it's already there I'm not creating something that doesn't exist yeah I'm just allowing people to see who I am within that and how I can serve them in a way that would allow them to show up in their power as well. And I feel like in in a lot of ways, we're doing a similar thing by doing different things. Because I think our, our deeper purpose is very, very similar. Yeah. But we're manifesting it in a different way. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, helping people with content is just the vehicle to ultimately help people unapologetically be themselves and fall in love with life. Yeah. And I just love helping with marketing and I love working and I love talking about business. So it becomes online coaches. But, you know, if social media disappeared, this wouldn't look much different than, you know, going out here in Denver and finding people who aren't super pumped about the life they're living. And I would find those people and I would help them get in touch with what they really want and take action even when they're scared. Actually, because they're scared is why, right? Because they're scared is why they should take action. and, And I would support those people. So, yeah. The marketing help just becomes the vehicle of it all. And yeah, I, you know, I really love this conversation of like showing up fully because this is like, I tell people, I'm like, if you're oh, like, even me, right? If I just show up energetically all the time or you mindset coach, like always like thinking positively, we can't relate. It's not realistic, but yeah. every once in a while I'll record a video where I'm like basically crying on camera because of how like grateful I am for the parents that I have. And I know I'm so lucky for that. Um, And those moments come just naturally when I'm like, all of a sudden I'm just like, man, I fucking love my parents or I'm thinking about my bike trip and how they supported me. Or when I did my 40 mile trail run, you know, my whole family came out to see me run, start and finish. And I was like middle of the run. I cried like three times, two of them. Once I was proud of myself too. I was like, I have such an incredible family. They like made a sign for me, you know, I was like, just, <laughs> awesome. just tears of joy. So it's like, all right, you know, sometime this week, I want to tell that story and tell it in the way that I'm feeling in this moment where I am super grateful. It's not gonna be like, I'm so happy my family showed up. I'm like, I can't tell you how grateful I am for my family. I'm like, to have them in my life and support me and all the things I do is incredible. And right, I show up with a different energy. Um, and, and that's the connection, right? That's what people get to see like, oh, he's a real person. Yeah. And when you're going to hire an online coach, you're going to work directly with a person. This, right. If I'm going to hire you, Andrea, as my mindset coach, I want to know you've been through some shit. I want to know you're also struggling ideally at maybe higher levels than me. Um, but so that you can take me, right. We can't take people to a place we haven't been to before. So I want to see those those moments where like, oh yeah, you're, you're struggling with these things that I wish I was struggling with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm struggling, you know, as a business coach, like I'm struggling getting to 15 K months. You don't want to hear me struggling at three K months. You know, that yeah. probably isn't something that you would want. So, um, but it is sharing those struggles, 
struggles from an empowered state. And, uh, and yeah, like you said, like it just comes naturally. A lot of my best reels are me like running. I'm like, I I was sharing some like deeper purpose content with my clients and they were all me running, wearing my sunglasses. And I'm like, Oh, that's so funny. I didn't intend for these to like, but it just, that's when it happened. I'm just in the moment I'm running. I'm on like a runner's high. I oftentimes don't wear headphones. So I'm like really in my thoughts and I'm just like feeling so good. I'm like, give me this camera. I got something to say. And that's when I come on and give that inspirational talk because it's just how I'm feeling in that moment. It's just the truth. And that oftentimes is that better content. Well, you know what? I have to say, I think you're amazing. I'm a huge fan. Hmm. Like really am. I'm so grateful to know you and to be in your world. And I'm grateful, you know, that people are getting to hear you. And um, like, honestly, this has been a very different podcast than normally I would record. I mean, not so vastly different that it's like a huge departure, but enough so. I mean, we started with playing guitar, so you knew it was going to be different. Yeah, exactly. But I also feel like it's like even today when I was writing about what I desire and what I want moving forward, I was like, I am embodying and you are the catalyst for the next iteration of what's going to happen in my business (laughs) and through, through my podcast. And I was like, this is cool. It's like, it kind of like marks a new marker on the, on the run and where, where you got your legs, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that kind of feels, this is where it is. Like, so we'll mark this here at, this is where this shifted and changed. And so I want to, I want to say thank you for being on the, on the courage cast and, um, you are the content king, but you're more than that. You're an incredible human and you are just going to do amazing things in the world. And I know that you already are and you're going to continue. So since I didn't like officially introduce you <laughs> at the beginning, whatever, um, can you tell people where they can find you and how they can connect with you? Yes. And uh, just thank you so much for the kind words. And, and I feel the same to you. You know, it's like, it goes back to this, like when we ask for things in life, you will be offered those things. And I'm like, I am looking for people I can have these kinds of conversations with. And so we've known each other. We've known of each other for quite a while. Um, But only recently have we been connecting a bit more. And I believe it's because as you start to live out your truth more, as you start to be the person you want to be and actually pursue it, like I said, you get offered those things to support you along the journey. And oftentimes we get stuck in looking at the things that aren't working rather than being open to what is being offered. And like, I always see these things as like, I asked for this and now I get to connect with Andrea, who's like, you know, an incredible mindset coach. And like, I remember our first connection call, you like gave me a totally different perspective. I'm like, usually on connection calls, I'm the one kind of like you know, <laughs> dropping lines and stuff, but yeah. you really supported me. And I'm like, this is what I want more of in my life. So when you ask for it, just be aware that it's going to come in different forms, but also um, you will get what you want when you fully embody the person you want to be. And then those people start to show up in your life. And so I'll I'll stop it there. But yeah, I just, I appreciate you so much and and thank you for the kind words. Um, But yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Matthew.Allen and you can come check out my podcast, Powerful Online Leadership. Um, and yeah, those are the two places. I also have content club, which I know you've been, you came to your first one, really enjoyed. Um, 
And uh, yeah, you know, to that point, I know I'm just going to keep chatting, but yeah. <laughs> um, to that point, you you were at Content Club, you kind of asked me about like stepping into this next version of yourself. And I'm just like, Andrea, like what feels so good? Kind of had you close your eyes and you're like, this, this next version feels good. I'm scared, but it feels really good. I'm like, let's go, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> like, if this is what's feeling good, it doesn't mean it will yeah. be easy, but you know your truth. And this is where we just like, we allow what we've always done or these outside circumstances or whatever to dictate how we want to show up or what we want to create in life. Even though deep down, we know what we want to do. It's my story of like, when I was 18, I wanted to be a personal trainer, but that wasn't a real career path. So I went on to be an engineer and bike across the country and ah, it took me nine years to finally quit engineering and be a personal trainer. But I knew it nine years earlier, you know? Yes. So it's again, it's just this practice of trusting yourself. And then going back to what I was saying, it, when you start doing that, you start, the universe starts to work in your favor and yes. in unexpected ways, but you just got to be open to receiving it. So um, anyway, love this conversation. Me I love too. that I got to play guitar. It was so fun. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Matt. I want to personally thank Matt for being on the podcast. And honestly, I came away from this conversation feeling so encouraged, so inspired, and really you know, just almost like I needed to push myself to that next level to challenge myself even more than I have challenged myself up to this point. And I want to know how you feel challenged by this conversation. And what are you going to believe in for yourself moving forward? Because if there's anything that you can take away from this episode and from this conversation, it is that anything is possible for you, but you absolutely must believe it first before you can become it. So my friend, thank you for hanging out with me. Thanks for just sharing this journey with me. And until next time, remember you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crowley.